almost um, which celebration we forgot actually in the last few weeks. Pentecost. What was it? Pentecost. Yes, Pentecost. That's right. And uh, so I looked into it a little bit and I thought, well, there were three great feasts in Israel and which were they? Anybody knows them? There was first the Passover lamb and then there was Pentecost, the feast of harvest, actually. And then the other one, also a great feast in Israel, there was the, yeah, the feast of booths. You know, to remind Israel during the time when they were walking in the wilderness, they didn't have nice homes like you and I. They lived in booths, tents perhaps. And that's what God wanted to Israel to celebrate as well. And I want to speak uh, about one of these uh, feasts. And um, so let's go to Exodus chapter 11. And there the verses 1 to 10. And that's about the feast of Passover. The Passover feast. And... Uh, so also the last plague. Now the Lord said to Moses, one more plague I will bring on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that he will let you go from here. When he lets you go, he will surely drive you out from here completely. Speak now to the, in the hearing of the people that each man asked from his neighbor and each woman from his neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Furthermore, the man Moses himself was greatly esteemed in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of of the people. Moses said, Thus says the Lord, about midnight, I am going out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne, even to the firstborn of the cattle as well. Moreover, there shall be a great cry in all the land of Egypt, such as there has not been before and shall never be again. But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark. Think about what God put in the heart of a dog. <laughs> yes? whether against men or beast, that you may understand how the Lord makes the distinction between Egypt and Israel. All these, your servants, will come down to me 
and bow themselves before me, saying, Go out, you and, and all the people who follow you, and after that I will go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in hot anger. That was Moses. So Moses was a man with anger, plagued with anger. And so what people do nowadays, they get some anger management prescribed, you know, in order to get these things in line. But Moses, he went in hot anger away from Pharaoh. Moses and Pharaoh have found all these wonders before Pharaoh. Yet the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the sons of Israel go out of this land so far. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and I pray this morning, Lord, that you might bless us, Lord, that we might be built up in our faith. And we thank you, Lord, that we can learn from this what you did in Israel. And you will do also in our lives personally. Blessed be your wonderful name. Amen. Now it's very important and interesting that God put all the feasts in Israel that Israel should remember all the things God did. And we know every male of Israel had to go on these three festivities to Jerusalem and to the temple and celebrate these three big feasts, as it was Passover, as it was the Feast of, uh, of Booth, and also the Feast of uh, Harvest. And we see what God did with Israel, God is doing with us, and we can learn something. Now I ask you, did you realize that we have missed a feast actually and so it's not a big deal God is still here but Israel never should miss anything even every male of Israel had to be there and if they were not going then they were taken out of Israel and we see here very clearly Israel belonged as a state of the nation to God. And because of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if you want to find out who is the right God, you just ask, which God are you believing in? Is he the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? And this is a, this is a very clear distinction. And God wanted to say to Israel, now listen, there will be a clear distinction between Egypt and between Israel. And that's so important. And it says here in, in Exodus chapter 11 verse 7, But against any of the sons of Israel, a dog will not even bark, whether again man, beast, that you may understand now the Lord makes a distinction. God makes a distinction, and he says here, between Egypt and Israel. There is a distinction 
in this time as well between the church of Jesus Christ and the world. And if you can't see the distinction, then you need to know Jesus Christ. You need to be born again. And if you're not born again, you don't see the distinction. And that's why, if you follow Jesus, we want to follow him. And we want to not be mingled up with the world. The Bible says very clearly, in 1 Corinthians, it says clearly, you know, we can't be friends of the world. There must be a distinction. Can you see the distinction in your life? What is your interest? Is your interest, I want to become more and more like Jesus. There must be a distinction. And this distinction is not just in clothes. Now in our lifestyle, what do we live for? And that's so important. Also, this was the start of Israel's calendar. And it was the month of Nisan the first month in Jewish calendar. And Exodus 12, 2, the Bible says, Now the Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the, in the Lord, or in the land of Egypt, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Nisan, that first month in the year. And that was, and that's interesting, the first month in the year started with a Passover. Something great happened in Israel and between Israel and the Egypts. Pharaoh, he will drive you out, he says. Now we know the story that Pharaoh the king of Egypt, he was not willing to let the people go because he wanted to keep them still working as cheap laborer, you know, working for Pharaoh's bricks to be made and perhaps all these huge uh, pyramids you see in Egypt, maybe some are being made, at least the bricks being made by Israel. And he wanted to keep these people as cheap laborer. And he was not willing to go. But a day is going to come. That's what God said very clearly. And Exodus chapter 10, the verses 28 and 29. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Beware, do not see my face again, for in that day you see my face, you shall die. That meant something Pharaoh made a very strong threat. I don't want to see you again, Moses. And what did Moses say? 
you are right. You are right. I will never see your face. He was something going on and Moses said, now we will move and I will never see your face again. Because Pharaoh knew when Moses and Aaron turned up, there is trouble. He is to do something with a God who is greater than his God. He is dealing with Yahweh, the God of Israel. The God of Israel is my God. Is he your God too? Yes? Hallelujah. And we see here, Israel was saved by faith. Now there was this uh, tenth plague announced. God is going through Egypt and every firstborn among people, even of Pharaoh who was on the throne, and all the cattle, every firstborn will be slain in that night. But Israel will be protected. And you still shall see the distinction between Egypt and between Israel. We will read very clearly in Hebrews chapter 11. And I like this chapter. Hebrews 11 verse 28. By faith he kept Passover. That is Moses kept it and did it by faith. He didn't know how it will be, never experienced it, but he knew his God and he knew what happens. And we read that by faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood so that he who destroyed the firstborn would not touch them. There's a protection about, uh, for those who had the blood on the doors, posts, and on the lintel. And the Lord went through Egypt, and whenever he saw the blood, he passed over. And we have the scripture here in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. When I see the blood, I will pass over. And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. God proved himself to Moses in all these nine plagues and to Pharaoh that God is the God of Israel. And whatever Pharaoh wanted and did, God did it his way. And now this tenth plague showed the power of the blood of the Lamb. We preach a lot about the blood. Have you realized that? And good so, 
I don't anything else to preach. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And the Bible says clearly that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all our sins. Hallelujah. I was need, or I, I had need of the blood of Jesus. When I got saved, and I got saved by the blood of Jesus. Now it proved to Pharaoh very clearly again. This blood has the DNA of God's salvation. Amen. Salvation belongs to our God. I remember my dear brother, brother James. He sang it sometimes and often too. Salvation belongs to our God. There's nothing so strong than the blood of Jesus. There was a lady one day, she came to her pastor and she said, well, I can't come to, to this church. Why not? It doesn't sit very well with me, this butcher's religion, she called it. What do you mean, he asked. Are you always talking about the blood it's disgusting. And he looked at her and said, Lady, your lifestyle, what you live and what you do is more disgusting. And you have need of this blood to be cleansed by, by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Oh, the blood of Jesus. And I mean it really by, of the depths of my heart. I remember many years ago, in the beginning, when we started this church, then it was in Clayton. And there was the beginning there. And there was a guest speaker inviting, or invited, and he came and preached in our church. And it happened to me, I had the cheering. And when he preached, then he said, Now, let's dance. What chorus can we sing? And there was a chorus, I said, Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, we can't dance to it. So, if we can't dance, then we don't dance. Just simple as that, amen? The power of the blood cannot be sung in any way. All oh, there's reverence. There's reverence, hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, gave his own blood for you and me to save us. Hallelujah. Yes. When I preach something like that, you are allowed to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Even louder. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's, that's a real hallelujah. And all you men, you know now how to do it, don't you? Hallelujah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. This blood also broke the bondage of slavery. If you're still enslaved in sin 
and so on. I tell you, the blood of Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus can set you free. After this night, the Passover night, Israel was free. And I had a little bit of uh, and something I could imagine in a family of Israel. The next morning, the son woke up of a family and he said, Dad, aren't you going to work today? No, my son. Not today. Oh, Dad, you have to. Do you remember when you had a severe cold? Like our dear Pastor Gary had on Friday. And you couldn't go and you wanted to stay home. And one of the soldiers of Pharaoh came and he took his whip and whipped across your back. And he whipped you across your face. And I can, still can see the scar in your face then. And he drove you out of the house and you had to go. Will this happen today, perhaps, then? He said, no. My son, come here. I'm going to show you something. Come here. Let's go to the door. And he led him to the door. It was, was perhaps still a little bit dark, I don't know. And he said, take your hand, reach out on the post. And he reached out on the post and stroked the hand down. What do you feel? It's wet. Dad, it's wet. Took your hand in, or take your hand in. Have a look. It's blood. Do you remember? Yesterday, in the twilight, when we killed this lamb, and Moses said we should put the blood of the lamb on the two doorposts and on the lintel and the top. That's what I did. We are free, son, by the blood of this Passover lamb. Hallelujah. I'm not going to work. We are moving. We are moving. Oh, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. There was a very successful pastor and he was dying. Many came to him, his family, and he said, my theology has become so simple. Very, very simple. Preaches to the others. And he said, it is so simple. Jesus died for me. Hallelujah. 
Jesus died for you if you're still battling in sin. If you're still battling under slavery of sin. Jesus will set you free. Hallelujah. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Now we see here the DNA of God's salvation is in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now this is one of the great feasts of Israel. And there are two others I'm going to preach next time on. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is so special. It needs our full attention. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your blood. It can make the foulest clean. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I will bless your wonderful name, Lord. And I pray for everyone who is here. You know those, Lord, who are perhaps struggling in their life with sin, struggling, Lord, whatever it might be. Oh, I thank you for the power of the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have saved me and that you will save also today whoever comes to you, whoever will cry out to you, Lord Jesus. Your blood can make the foulest clean. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you will bless each and every one here this morning Thank you, Lord, for the joy we have in you. Hallelujah. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We bless your name. Amen.